0: Thank you for tuning in to the Voice in the Wilderness podcast. I am your host, Carl Lee. Price vibes only. Let's get into this episode. So you guys, thank you for tuning in to this episode. It's been a while and um, I'm not going to take long getting into it. I'm going to go straight to this verse. And this is Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have said before you life and death, blessings and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may live. Now, I was just looking at the world right now, and somehow it seems as though, as though they're giving the impression that we can choose being quote-unquote normal and then from being normal choose being the best that exists right so you have you don't have life and death you have who you are and who you want to be and then you have negative (laughs) okay you have who you are who you want to be and any anything outside of that is negative Why would you bring that up? What are you talking about? Let's not talk about that. I don't like the way that sounds. You didn't have to say that like that. I don't agree. I don't necessarily agree. But the Bible says life and death. Now, you already are who you are, okay? That's not not an option. That's where you make your options from, okay? Who we are is who God made us. We are the ones who will choose life and death but somehow they took away death as an option to be chosen. Now, it's an option by by within itself being the result of something. It's an outcome, right? Death is an outcome. It's it's not life though, right? But you can live a lifestyle, you can you can make choices that lead to death where the consequence of this lifestyle the consequence of this choice is death and they've managed to remove the idea that certain consequences have death have a negative outcome so when you're looking at your life you're looking at normal and extraordinary but they don't put out there that also there is death death in, in, the, in, the, in the simplest way, which is the end of life, is how they want you to view it. And they don't even want you to view that realistically, that all of this somehow comes to an end, our life experience comes to an end. Now, the real understanding is that this earthly life may come to an end, but no one ever really dies. You transition, we're here, we're in heaven or hell, we're in life or death. So when you expand more so, what depth is into into the the biblical definition, into the, the the Christian understanding of death? It's not just you know you pass away, right? We all know our the, these physical bodies will pass away, and we will even choose in that in a lot of ways how how what how, what kind of life we're living, what kind of death are we going towards. You could live a very full life. Somebody could live a life that's so full that by the time they're old and, you know, they they know that that time is coming, they feel fulfilled. They feel good. They have their family members around them. And it's like they couldn't be more grateful for how full they lived. And that is a blessing ideal. That's ideal right there. Right. And, you know, just to bring it back. Bring it back to the subtle, the subtle way that I'm speaking of right now, because it still carries its own, its own depth to say, I set before you life and death, choose life and to live in a society where they're like, there's life, there's more life and there's a better life, but there isn't death. Like we're not going to go there. We're not going to depress everybody with this death with this consequence of action. We're not going to press everybody with the statistics of what this would lead to if you follow it all the way through. This is a very this this generation is in denial, right? Like to think that nothing is wrong, to think that whatever you feel could actually have the right outcome for you it's not even fair who would raise who would do that who would do that who would hold from you what could be the consequences of your actions nobody that cared about you would do that no one would set you up to go into the world and say "I place before you life and life choose whatever you want because it's all life that's just not realistic it's just not realistic you go to a crosswalk and cars come they do come cars come and they and they do right but but all the things are still there the the red light is there the green light and the yellow light and to get there and just be like cross here cross here at your leisure just cross without saying but cars kill people here so just so you know there's a there's a, a sign across the street that'll tell you when you can walk. It'll have a, a walking character, and then that'll be your signal for you to walk. And if it has a red hand there, that means don't, because cars are going to be passing. To just have this idea that life is about you, and any car passing that walkway has the opportunity to let you pass. They're blessed with the opportunity to to allow you to live to the fullest and cross the street at your leisure. No one would tell you that. No one would tell you that because they know, in actuality, that's ridiculous. That makes no sense. And we're in a place where, as much as that does not make sense, it's a lot of people that want to live right there in that zone of, I'm going to do what I want to do. And if you are against that, opposed to that, um, then you're either going to be a burden. You're either going to, you're going to be a hater. um, You're going to, you're going to be confrontational. They have the names for you, right? But none of it is you're, you're wise and you're giving good advice, right? Because there's a delusion taking place right now. And, The bible talks about it and you know what i'm gonna go to that verse too because they are creating a place where they are smearing the lines of life and death wrong and right truth and lies and they are delusional right like you look at this stuff and you ask seriously like not even being sarcastic like are you delusional At some point, there is a level of delusion there. And you know what? I'm going to read the definition of delusion and then I'm going to go into the verse that I want to read. Okay. And so as I read this definition, I got to say, if you are a delusional person, I understand why you would not want to be called delusional. And even why you would want to steer from the word delusional even coming up because it's such an accurate word that it's almost offensive and it, and it's so well articulated that you almost wish the word delusional didn't exist to describe these people because it's so dead on the nose okay so i'm going to read the definition an idiosyncratic belief or impression that is firmly maintained despite being contradicted by what is the generally accepted, what is generally accepted as reality, or rational argument, typically a symptom of mental disorder? So, of course, we have to look at the words used to describe this word. We have idiosyncratic. Okay, we have um, the impression that is firmly maintained despite being contradicted. By what is generally accepted as reality or rational rational argument. Typically, typically symptom, a symptom of a mental disorder. The belief or impression that is firmly maintained despite being contradicted by what is generally accepted as reality or rational argument. And even I feel like this definition is being very, very light very nice right because it's saying like yeah this is what is accepted by general you know uh by by the general people what is what is a rational argument but they were even trying to be gentle because the delusion is is so is so firm And the anger that comes behind being called delusion, delusional, it's like maybe you don't agree with me, but I don't but I don't want to I don't want to be called delusional. But delusion is what it is. And it's what it's what to be expected at this time. We should be expecting to be dealing with people who are delusional because it's that time. And I'm going to read this verse right here that's going to explain why we're dealing with what we're dealing with in society right now? Why people don't want to understand, don't want to believe? Why they want to? Why they want to look at the truth as generally accepted as reality instead of what reality is? Okay. So this is the verse that I want to read that is going to tie what I, where I'm going. So I I want to read eleven, but I'm gonna read ten as well, just so we can see how we transition into this verse and. With all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. I'm going to read that in another translation as well. And this is New International Version. And all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing, they perish because they refuse to love the truth and be saved. And then, verse 11 For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe a lie. It is not a coincidence that people are being separated from and being able to rationalize irrationality. This makes no sense. But if you look at it like this, it does make sense. Quote unquote does. Right. And we we line it up. We say Jesus is the truth. We say the word is the truth. And the truth is logical, rational. It makes sense. And not only does it make sense. when, When it's the truth, it reproduces truth. This is why you always see God saying and your seed and the seed because when it's correct there will be a seed when it's when it's correct there will be fruit when it's correct there will be another generation right and so we have to kind of pull away from understanding a proper beginning right we have to we have to change what we believe as a, whatever we would believe as an ultimate right an ultimate good God is God is what's good we get good from God we get we get principles and morals from believing in a higher power believing in Jesus believing in our word we are not just good because we are inherently just great and amazing and you know we will never come to a point of lying people always be honest. It is possible to have the best in mind for everyone at all times. All of these things sound great, but when you look at society, the same people who are telling us to believe that, is that what you see? Do you see them showing us that without God, there's a lot of things that make sense? That there are a lot of positive choices to make. Your family is gonna be just fine that's actually like the opposite of what you see. What you see is them trying to infiltrate what your kids watch. What you see is them trying to uh, dumb down society, lower attention expand, you know, lower lower our attention. And all of these like things that seem so systematic but don't seem realistically placeable. Like almost like you don't even know why they would do that. Why Why would they do this to food? That makes no sense. You actually see a high level of selfishness because the fact of the matter is that's who everyone is going to look out for when when things change because they're not required they're not required to love their neighbor as they love themselves that that is a biblical principle you know to care for your neighbor these are biblical principles and if you take them away who are people now most people don't realize a lot of the The things that they call moral are good do come from biblical ideas, you know, and whether they like it or not. But it's why people can turn around and have the worst attitude with you and kind of be decent with people they know. But at the end of the day, they're more so selfish than anything. What happens when you switch up being raised a certain way, when you take away God as a moral compass? This is a real argument that society is really having. How important is How important is it to have a outside moral compass compared to an inside moral compass? Now, when I say like an outside moral compass, I mean like God, but we accept God inside of us. Right. So our moral compass is inside of us because God is inside of us. But they're not talking about that they're not talking about cuz 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 what was outside we let in we let God inside now he was there anyway right this was a spiritual acceptance that we did they're talking about inside their mind what what is going to make a person say you know i do good because i'm good and that's a very proud spot cross your fingers i hope you are that good if that's if that's where you're trying you're trying to take this but who is good Right? Who really is good enough to say, I'm going to be the moral compass for the world? When you look at the people higher up, the stuff that they have in mind, it really is extremely selfish. How is it possible that someone can say, there are too many people in the world? How is it that one person, one person can say, I think most of you here need to die and I'm so smart and so great and so amazing that when I say this, I'm not saying it as God. I'm saying it as the most humble, strongest, brave, bravest, most intellectual, intelligent person ever. Agree with me and we're going to figure out how to, how, to, how, to, how to get rid of y'all. <laughs> like, who are you talking to? Everyone hears that and somehow assume that they're not a part of this, right? We just assume, well, I mean, some people, what kind of pride is that? That's delusional. And you really think having a moral compass be a human being is a good idea. How do you come back to the Lord? What do you come back to when what you would come back to is not God? When you would come back and rationalize to a center place you you don't have that set into place. If you was raised to believe what's good, what's bad, don't do that. That's not nice. No, share, that's your sister. Share, that's your brother, share, that's your friend. Okay. Hey, 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 God requires of us, don't don't do that. What would God what would God feel about you doing that? How would what would God really say about you doing that at your job? Right? And then you bring it back. You have a center. You bring it back and you know, from this point, you have wrong and you have right. And you can always bring it back in to a certain place. It's where we get the phrase, like, stay anchored. I, ideally, there's somewhere that anchors you where you won't stray too much to the left or too much to the right. You might ride a few waves, but you won't get lost. This is what they mean when they say, like, "Yo, stay anchored. Uh, My soul is anchored in the Lord. This is saying, you know, you might see me, but I'm I'm actually... I'm actually, I'm centered somewhere. There's somewhere I know to go back to. And you find society is just trying to de-anchor us all. And they want us to feel like, no, you're not anchored. You actually are in a huge sea. And see where the waves take you. See where the waves take you, my friend. And if you so happen to get caught up in a few snares... They are where they were and you had a good time going to them and don't worry about the consequences of anything because life, it's an adventure and it is what it is and you will do what you want and that will be your experience here. And then they'll never tell you, okay, just so you know, there's a high percentage of this out there. You can get this. Most people already have this. Um, you know, and by the end of your life, you will be a journey, a, a a story, a book about confusion. And it's so funny that we do so much to try and make people, you know, feel comfortable with God, you know. Don't feel judged. We're not, you know, we, you know, it's the church. The church really is the problem. My, my whole problem is with going to a building and calling it church. That's the main problem. The problem is not you and your sin. It's not. It's not. God is totally, totally down for anything that you like to do, for sure. He's he's on this journey, too. No, he's not on this journey. <laughs> OK, he's not on this, Jesus is not on a boat, lost and hoping people find him. No, that's, that's not how this works. You know, the Bible talks about wisdom calling out, you know, he, he is, he, he, he laid before us. That means he knows where he is. He knows Jesus is centered. He is the center. And he laid before us the options to choose. Do you want to have an anchor? Do you want to be anchored? Or do you want to go about strolling and sea and seeing where you go now? The thing is, them telling us and making us feel like life has no consequences doesn't stop us from running into real consequences. If you're delu you could be as delusional as you want. Your delusion will take you to a place where it doesn't where where it's not it's not a a a person's opinion or if you agree or not, it will be what it is. If you jump off a cliff and you hit the ground, from 500 600 700 feet onto some rocks it's not going to be my opinion that you're not going to be okay if you jump off that and and so often you know people want to be midway in the air before dropping towards these rocks before they start thinking you know don't wait don't wait for the for, for the worst consequences of life to kick in before you start thinking Stay strong to the center. Know that you could have a place in your mind where you know you are straying from. Your relationship with God is getting kind of weak. You can feel it. You can feel it, and you know where to go back to. Now I know we kind of like always ride hard with the you know you shouldn't be falling, shouldn't be no falling. But I'm telling you today, like grow your relationship with God, and 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 keep Him as your center, the center of your life keep him as your anchor he is our anchor you know and you know sometimes you look up and you and you getting kind of off track well you know where to go back to and believe it or not that is a blessing because not everyone does and not everyone at this point even know that they're missing that okay like so example for the story of the particle son prodigal son i'm going to tell a story then i might go into it so you can like so i can like so you can know that it came from there. Prodigal son, he asks his father for his inheritance. Goes to his father. He says, I want everything that's due to me now. Right? He gets all of his stuff. He goes straight to the world. Lose all his money. Living a life. Right? Ball out. Turn up. Get lit. It's busting. He, that's him. Right? He there. He loses all of his money. And he's dealing with the consequences of his actions. He's dealing with not having a plan. He's dealing with throwing all of his money away. He's dealing with real life. And where his real life brought him to was at this point in his life, all of his money was gone. He was working for somebody. He was eating the pig's food. So wherever he was, whoever he was working for, he had obviously allowed himself to forget that he came from somewhere. That he came from a center, that there was a place that he knew structure, that he knew what nourishment, what proper eating was. And at this point, he was somehow delusional, right? He went from not realizing how much he had transitioned from the point of making his own choices to where he was now. And... This is, this is this is going to be the verse. I'm going to read the verse where he realizes what's going on, when he finally comes back, right? And this is the King James first. You know I got to read the King James first, and then I'll just read whatever is after that he says. And when he came to himself, he said, How many higher servants of my father's have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? Okay, okay. He's like, I'm out here dying of hunger. I'm eating pig food. My dad is rich. I had an inheritance that I got early. I'm I'm, I'm I'm, off, right? So let me read another version. I'm going to read the new international version. It says, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. When he came to his senses. Now he was able to come to his senses. By remembering. Even his father's servants. Had a lifestyle before. This alternative lifestyle. He was living. That brought him to this ending. He wouldn't have known it as alternative. If he didn't have a place that he came from. If he didn't have an example of. What the proper idea was was and they are really going towards taking away what we would know to be a proper idea you know this is this is what i'm this is what i'm talking about there's a delusion it's everywhere so um god is our sinner he is our anchor he is where we get our right from these studies they have a lot of studies out right now and about like you know can we be inherently good do we need god is god actually where we get the root of good can we be good without a moral compass can we be good within ourselves this this is stuff that they are really talking about you know and we can't be blind to what's going on right now in this world we really got to stay close to god we really got to encourage one another because whether you believe it or not i want to see it or not that uh, that delusion it's here We are dealing with delusional people every day. That spirit of delusion is here. It's one of the signs that we're supposed to be paying attention to. So like I was saying, be encouraged. um, Lean out on your own understanding. Keep Jesus as your center, as your anchor. And let that be your point of growth, your point of reconnection. When you look down and you're looking around and you're saying, Something is off. I'm off. And you think back to that point where the prodigal son was able to think about his father's servants, his father's servants. He's he went like so deep into just being back around that he didn't even look at his brother. He didn't say, man, my brother. He said, my father's servants. And, you know, even that is like always kind of deep. You know, we 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 go through some situations and then we could be humble. Right. Humility can kick in after you've been through some stuff. Ain't that some mess. Anyway, you guys, thank you for checking out this episode. I know it's been a minute. Um, You know, just uh, take that time. Get those anchors in there. Uh, Be aware of this delusional time. You know what I'm saying? It's going to get to a point where we got to say what God says and we got to stand by that. And that's here. So uh, be blessed. Thank you for checking it out. Catch you next time.